your pajamas, Chris? Like to sleep? No, I mean I wear no. Okay. I wear yeah. I wear my underoos mm-hmm. and a smile. That's what I wear to bed. Shirt? No shirt. No, no shirt. I, I, <laughs> it's too, I, I'm a little jealous. My son always has like awesome pajamas. And he's like, <laughs> it's funny. He's when he, when kids are little, they got like the footy pajamas, the whole nerds. My son's six. My wife found like six year old Spider-Man pajamas. Sweet. And I'm like a little jelly. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, those are pretty cool. Like I wish I was more. I, part of me wishes I was a pajama guy, but yeah. I'm just not. You could be. Do you know any adults who are, wear pajamas, like legit pajamas to bed? Well, see, I want to be straight up like James Bond 007. Like Ooh. looks like you're wearing a suit kind of. Like it's like, you know, like the silk pajamas. They with make the shirt those? And the pants. Well, not like a suit, but like it looks like you, you bought a set of pajamas as an adult man, you know. Like I want to do that instead of just like, you know, like nothing or like a grubby T-shirt where there's holes in the armpits. <laughs> the funny thing in our house that I I often tease my wife out of love and affection is my wife is a cold baby, so to bed she wears socks, flannel yeah. pants, yeah, T-shirt, long sleeve T-shirt, and then a sweater. Cozy. She has a sleeping sweater. Oh, like, I like she has that. these like cardigans she wears to bed, and it's like. It's endearing and cute, and I wear exactly almost nothing. So it's it's a humorous, <laughs> it's a humorous combination. It makes marital love more interesting too, because like it's a lot of work, a lot of work to get there. Just saying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
So we went and got, you know, big tall beers because that's what you get there, you know, like the commercials and, you know, and, and we're, we're hungry. We're both, we're both guys who can eat. You know, he's a bodybuilder and like weightlifter and I'm just chubby. And so I'm just like, so we get there and we're decided we're going to go all out. We're each going to get 24 wings. Yeah. So 48 wings total. That's a lot of wings. Which like as a, if you're a young adult or a high school student, you're listening to this, you're like, that's not that many. As an adult. Like now, ten wings, and I'm like, I'm done. That's a lot of. I can't yeah, do more than yeah, that. Yeah, you know, like whatever. 100%. So, twenty four wings a piece. So we order, and while the while we're ordering, like, because we're doing it at, like at the front desk thing, and then going sitting down business. I don't know. They used to do that. Something got wrong with the computer. Whatever. He's like, okay, now it's through. So we paid whatever. Went and sat down. So we get to see, see this table. Get our beers. We're hanging out talking. Skywalk. We got our little number on the table, twenty six or whatever. Guy's walking by, and he's got. 14 or something on yeah. on his tray and it's just a tray full of wings <laughs> and we joke hey you can't find 14 drop them right here oh no totally joking oh no oh no two minutes later 26 comes out drops 48 wings on our table <laughs> i mean the table it's a big it's a table for four or six people and it's just covered in wings <laughs> oh, no. it's just joe and i oh no you guessed it mr 20, 20 uh, 14 comes by and he goes <laughs> i guess these are yours somehow the system got double ordered <gasps> And we can't return it. Like, there's no returning. We can't put them back in the fryer. Like, whatever. He's like, like I'm not eating these. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> boom, dumps them on our table. 96 wings. Oh, no. Have you ever had that moment? It's a lot of birds. It's a lot of birdies. I mean, that's 48 chickens. That's how it works, you know? Wow. Like, he's got two. And um, math. And, and Joe and I look at each other. It was one of those moments like, can we do this? <laughs> Should we do Should- this? Oh, the word should never <laughs> crossed our minds. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it was like, it was almost like we were, the, we were you know, the 300 Spartans against the giant whatever army, like, we shall conquer. <laughs> so we just start in. And I'm a big, I'm a big, like, you got to clean the bone. None of this, like, taking yeah. two bites out of it. And yeah. There's like 40% of the meat still there. No, no, no. I'm getting after it. <laughs> and I'm just like spicy garlic, medium. <laughs> Um, teriyaki, <laughs> like what else did I get? Challenge here? accepted. Exactly, it was one of those things like uh, Caribbean jerk, Caribbean jerk, Caribbean jerk. No, it was just like we're just going after him, drinking beer, drinking beer. They're coming by, another course light, blah blah blah. Just keep drinking, beer, like keep eating whatever. And uh, oh no, and uh, but Joe starts slowing down, and I'm like, no, if you slow, you're dead. Like, is this collective forties? Like, you have fifty wings left, and he's slowing down. No, I, I I don't know what at what oh, okay. point he okay, starts okay. slowing okay. down. Yeah, it's yeah. but I think his he in his mid thirties wings oh start he starts slowing goodness. down. But I'm like, no, if you slow, you die. So I just keep going, whatever. <laughs> I like how you're saying it as like if you have experience. Like yeah. this is for those out there yeah, who have this. tried to eat ninety six wings with one other guy. I do this every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get down to the end and like I just can't. Yeah. Put another wing in my mouth, and there are like five or six wings left. Oh. And I, I would kind of sort of do a little count, and I think I got to 51. <laughs> he just couldn't do his. He got to 42 or something. Or maybe I didn't get 49 or something. Yeah. I, it was close. I did my part. Joe couldn't quite finish. It's okay. No no judgments, Joe. It's no, okay. It's for okay. Sure, yeah. We for just, sure, no judgments. For sure, no judgments. I mean, maybe judgments, <laughs> just not that direction. You know, like, so we get done, whatever. And uh, we were like, that was crazy. We'll never do that again. I feel so sick, but I also feel awesome. And like high fives. We walked out of there, like kind of leaning back, whatever. Yeah. I didn't sleep 
more than 15 minutes at a time that night. Yeah. I spent the entire night in the bathroom. Oh. Turns out that much chicken fat is not good for the system. Yeah. And uh, I was just so sick. And um, it was one on one hand, like, we did it, accomplishment, man versus food, blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, it was like uh, bad for me. I don't even just mean from a, like a caloric standpoint and like health, but like it was immediately bad for my GI tract. <laughs> like I yeah, suffered because of it. Yeah. And it just got me thinking about um, like consumption mm. and something about that moment of like, I need to conquer this mm-hmm. really spoke to like my pride, you know? Oh. And it really spoke to this idea of like, well, you just have to finish. Yeah. And um, this idea that if you can, cons- the more you consume, Maybe the happier you'll be. Mm-hmm. One more beer, one more wing, maybe a little more will get you there. Mm. You know, or eighteen wings isn't enough. Let's do twenty four. You know, and just I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, just even my attitude towards things, mm-hmm. my attitude towards my life, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even rem- like a lot of people. I I I, I counsel like don't give a talk on something you're haven't at least partially conquered or like i haven't like i still struggle with this i like yeah. stuff yeah like you know tom haverford from parks and rec things things are forever you know which is of course the opposite of truth but yeah yeah um i just i think it's a real struggle that a lot of people out there have in their life you know we worship at amazon yeah we the high priest of our life is influ- our influencers yeah you know like yeah. we we like the dopamine hit of looking to see how far our package is away Right. You know, we like the dopamine hit of coming home and seeing that brown box with the black tape on our front door. Yeah. You know. It, what's the what's that crazy word uh like wanderlust? Yeah. It's like you're like kind of obsessive about like, <laughs> the next thing, the next adventure. Like you get more of a high out of like going on Delta and looking at where flights are than you do to actually like flying to Mexico. Yeah. You're just like or, the anticipation. Yeah. Instagram. Like, oh my gosh, that looks like yeah, such yeah. a cool park, you know? Like, well, I mean, I resonate with the moment where you're at Buffalo Wild Wings and you're looking at the menu and like your mind is like, oh gosh, you know, 16 would be great, but eight, you know, 20, 26 would be probably even better, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I had a, a wise person recently say to me, like one of the most challenging disciplines we can take up when it comes to food is like eating slowly. Yes. Like it's not like eating necessarily less or um, it's just like eating slowly. And because then we're, like, we're more mindful of like what is how is our body like receiving it? We're more mindful of like the, being grateful for what we're eating. Um, but I think that's true for like so many different things, yeah. you know, like slow down. Yeah, there's there's uh it was on a retreat that we were on where they talked about gluttony, not in terms of like a lot, but in terms of uh pace. Pay, yeah. Like when we eat ravenously like an animal. Yeah. They said, you know, when we when we just go after it, like that is that is a gluttonous. Like that is bad. Even if it wasn't very much, even if I was eating six wings, but I like got after it too yeah. much, like I think that's somehow how we hmm. we do in all of our consumptions. Yeah. You know, whether it's food or drink or shopping or stuff or whatever or wonderlust or whatever. And I think I think you've tapped into a, one of the solutions and that's to slow. Hmm. You know, take a bite, stop, put your fork down, look at the person across yeah. the table, yeah. 
think about your life chew slowly yeah don't don't eat like a ravenous animal worried about their last meal yeah. you know like or their next meal and i think this actually applies to amazon too i have a, a an acquaintance who um when they put something in the in the cart they leave it for one week mm. and usually by the time they get to the, the the next week they're like yep don't need it yeah and they just drop it out of the cart yeah and i wonder if we weren't more like that i think sometimes our consumeristic world that we're in, like, you know, like, when we do it just because it's just so dang easy. Yeah. We just, we respond to that whim. Mm -hmm. You know? Imagine if it was the Sears catalog and we had to write a letter, like, yeah. fill out a form and put a stamp on it. We wouldn't buy half the stuff we did, right? Oh, gosh, you reminded me of this book I read called Better Off. It was about this guy who was studying at M MIT, and he started to question, like, this what is it, Michigan Institute of Technology? Yeah. He started questioning, like... Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, there we go. Yep. Yep, uh, you know. Um, like across from Harvard. Obviously yeah. didn't go there. Didn't have a chance, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, but he, he was, like, questioning, like, um, the good of the constant advancement of technology. Like, is there a point in, in areas where we can become less human, in a sense, like, by, like, increasing in technology? And he's like, I'm going to go live with people who, like, intentionally try not to use advanced technology. The Amish. So he went to live with Amish people for yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I won't go into it because, like, it, the book is very good. You should just read it, read it on your own. Um, but one of his reflections after, like, living with the Amish people for a year was realizing how dependent they were forced to be upon one another when they weren't so surrounded and so dependent on technology. That like when he first got there, the, one of the first jobs he learned was how to drive a team of horses in a field, and he learned from a fourteen-year-old boy because that <laughs> that was the guy who like he was the the horse driver, like he yeah. was the one who turned over a field or broke a field in, and he said like when you build a house, like everybody would show up and like help build that house who like lived in the community, and so when you needed something, your first instinct wasn't to go to the internet and to go to YouTube or to go to Google. The first instinct was like, who in my community knows how to do this? Who can I call? Yeah. And like, it was one of many, many takeaways for me reading that book was like, okay, maybe my first instinct when I need to do something shouldn't be YouTube. How do I? It's my first thing should be like, I'm going to call Chris. He, I think he knows how to do this. Right. Or I'm going to call wow. my dad. Hey, I think he knows how to do this. So there's that, it, um, there's a, a greater communion and it's actually good, like good dependency you know, kind of reacting against like this constant consumption, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. That, and I, I wasn't the, the book I was going to bring up was this beautiful book called "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." Oh, yeah. And it's 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 a book I'm super into right now. Um, my parish is doing a study on it. Like I love it. Yeah. And I I can't recommend it enough for people out there because what he says in it is hurry is the uh, is the enemy of good like hurry is the enemy of spirituality Ooh. like when we hurry through our lives when we consume our lives with wreck with with like thoughtless speed yeah and like just like just ferocious consumption yeah we don't have time to encounter the lord we don't have mm. we're not ever still enough to listen and if you feel at all unhappy with what your where your life is and where it's going. If you have if even in the, have a moment of like, I just wish I had some peace. Like the elimination of hurry is the way to go. Yeah. And Jesus Christ wants to be there for you. He is there for you. We just got to slow down. We got to take a break from consumption just long enough to consume Him. Yeah. And to be near Him. 
Yeah. And that's what Sabbath is all about. That's what's taking a break on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day you can Sabbath is. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris, I, I love it. And I think it's a perfect message for this season of Lent. And like, we need to slow down. Yeah. We need to seek the solitude. We need to allow the quiet to come in. We need to make space for that, you know? So it's like prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Like, where does, where does rest show up in that? Where does silence show up in that? Where do, how, what might I need to slow down from? Maybe this Lent I'm driving the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe it's just like, yeah. Mm. Slow, slow, eat slow. Eat slow. Maybe it's eating slow. Pray slow. Pray Drive slow. slow. Drive slow. Let's get slow this Lent. Yeah. Let, let yourself sleep a little bit more. I don't yeah. know. Or or wake up early so you can, you know, have some quiet in the morning. 125 years ago, people slept 11 hours a night. Woo! I like that. Yeah. Hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks for sharing your story today. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Story Dram Podcast. Uh, we're having a blast with you. And we'd love hearing your stories. Um, and we love, uh, yeah, what God is choosing to do through this podcast. If you could take a minute uh, to share a review, like this podcast, follow this podcast, subscribe. Um, let us know what you think. All right, this Lent, let's go out and slowly make some make some stories. Mm.